home. Right. Church family, I don't expect tonight to be very long, and you that are looking forward to seeing if the Kansas City Chiefs win tonight are hoping that. Amen? Amen. But hey, you showed up for church tonight. Amen. God's going to bless you for that. In fact, maybe the Chiefs will win because of your faithfulness to the Lord. I doubt it, but anyway, all right. <laughs> Hey, I'm always for the home team. You know, when I move to Lawrence, Kansas, whether it's right or wrong, I vote. I want the uh, I want the KU to win their basketball game. They beat K State. I'm always happy when they beat K State. You know, I'm not real into sports. I mean, as far as watching them, but I will say this: I am for the home team. And so, you know, hey, Kansas City Chiefs. I hope they win tonight. I really do. And uh, I'm glad that uh, church is more important than you. And if you're if you stayed home tonight and you're listening by the way of internet, so you can watch the game, I hope your TV blows up. But. Uh, <laughs> Kaboom! Wouldn't that be a blessing? Amen. I'll tell you what. Anyway, but I'm glad you're in church tonight. Now, I don't really uh, familiar thought tonight, but I'm only going to cover three verses out of this passage. But and we're not going to rush the Lord. But I do. I do want to. And it's, it's familiar in the sense of because verse number six: be careful for nothing. And if there's something that we all deal with in our lives, especially the older that we get, you know, children maybe seemingly not so much. Uh, you know, things when ha things happen to kids, it's almost like water off a duck's back. They can be mad at somebody one day and the next day it's their best friend. And, uh, but as we get older, the problems seem to be a little more serious and they last a lot longer. And you know, as a Christian, we're saved on our way to heaven. We don't have to worry. And we do, all right? And this is part of our, our sin nature. In fact, what's the first word of the chapter? Verse, chapter 4, verse 1, what's the first word? And I really, again, the connection here is the reminder the Lord's coming back. Look at, the, again, chapter number 3, verse number 20. For our conversation, the word conversation means citizenship. For our citizenship is in heaven. From whence also we look for what? For the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile bodies that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. In, in the end of chapter number three, he says, hey, our citizenship's in heaven. We're looking for the Savior to come back. Therefore, chapter four, verse number one, therefore, since we know the Lord's coming back, he says in verse number one, he said, stand fast in the Lord. Therefore, my brother and dearly beloved, long for my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord. We know the Lord's coming back. Stand fast. In verse number two, he says, hey, listen, since we know the Lord's going to come back, then we shouldn't be at odds with one another like these two ladies were, Judas and Syntyche. Syntyche, he says, hey, listen, we shouldn't be at odds with one another. Why? Because the Lord's coming back. He goes on to say in verse number, um, in verse number three, he says, hey, listen, we ought to be helping one another because the Lord's coming back. I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help and he names three different types of people there to help. And then verse number four, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We, we ought to be the happiest people on earth. The Lord's coming back. But with that said, then he comes to verse, in the next verse, verse number six, be careful for nothing. And because the Lord's coming back, we don't have to let the cares of this life weigh us down because he's coming again. So this, morning, this evening, I mean, I want to talk verse six, seven, and eight, and uh, actually verse 9 also, verse 6 through 9. I want to talk about this thought on be careful for nothing tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for the Bible. Lord, the power of the word. Lord, what it does to us inwardly as well as outwardly. And Lord, help us now tonight. Again, thank you that we don't have to worry or be concerned with the cares of this life. Thank you that we have you. And you said casting all your care upon you, upon him, for he careth for you. Lord, thank you for your care for us. And Lord, help us tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Church family, in this verse here where he says to be careful for nothing, the word careful means to be anxious, means to be worried. Now, church family, all of us go through times in our life that we become worried. Some people worry over finances as far as not having money to pay a bill. Some people worry about their children as far as when they get to that age, they leave the house, and then maybe they make some bad decisions, and then maybe they're not serving the Lord. Maybe they're not in church at all. 
Uh, some people, they get to that place in life where they worry about my retirement or what's going to go on as far as the economy and, and how I'm going to make it. There's all different types of things that Christians worry about and become anxious. And Apostle Paul's talking to the Corinthian church, who, by the way, who would have had a right to worry? Paul's writing this letter from prison. In this same letter that he's writing, they were concerned about one of their messengers that was about to die. It was the Philippian church that was going through all of this different turmoil as he goes through the book. And he says, listen, just remember, don't be worried. Don't be careful or anxious about these different things. And he's going to give us really the, on what, can, what we can do to make sure that doesn't happen. So let's look at these verses together now. Verse 6 through 9, let's read them. It says, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. The doctor, doctors analyzed the idea of worry, and it was interesting what they had come up with, why people worry. They said 40% people of people worry about things that never happen. I think these are Christians, by the way. 40% of people worry about things that never happen. They said 30% worry over things that have already happened. They said 12% worry over health in their imagination. They said 10% worry for other people or over other people. But it was interesting that only 8% of these that doctors had come together to analyze worry, that only 8% of people worry about real causes that need attention. Now, children, I know that, that those statistics really come from the, the lost world side of things, but can I just tell you, that's humanity. We often worry about things that either have happened or will never happen, but yet we get so consumed with those things. And you say, Pastor, what I'm worrying about tonight or is heavy on my heart, this is something that's actual, this is something that's real in my life, and there is no doubt there are times like that in our life. But Apostle Paul, when he wrote to the church, he said, I'm gonna help you with this idea of worry, of being anxious and, and bothered and burdened about whatever trials and troubles that you're going through in your life. And he lists three things in these verses on what a person can do when it comes to worry, all right? So we're gonna look at these three things tonight. Let's look at the first one in verse number six. He says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by, what's the word? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, Trisha, we would already understand that it says, obviously the word prayer is used, but let your requests be made known unto God. But he mentions three specific words in that one verse that deal with the right kind of praying when a person's worried. Now, again, I think they're noticeable in verse number six, but when you're going through a problem and you're, man alive, what am I gonna do about this situation? And, 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 and how's this gonna work out? And what about if it goes bad? Hey, listen, I wanna tell you something. You would be so much better not thinking about tomorrow and just deal with today. And you say, well, Pastor, it's, it's easier said than done. Now, we're going to come back to the right kind of praying here, but I want you to look, turn over to Matthew 6 and look what Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew chapter 6, look toward the end of the chapter. Matthew chapter number 6. Verse number 33 was my favorite verse whenever we do family altar growing up as a child. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, we won't teach the whole passage what these things are, but it's the verses prior to that. But look at verse 34. Take therefore no thought for what? 
All right, so we, we would use the word tomorrow, but for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Now, I really, this last phrase, what Jesus said is so powerful. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now, church, I mean, you know what Jesus is trying to tell us? You've got enough problems to take care of today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient is the evil for today. In other words, I've got enough problems to take care of today. I don't have to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow hasn't come yet. And you know, as Christians, we get so concerned about what's going to happen or it, 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 it and well, and I know what people say, well, it's going to happen. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> we don't know that. Boast not thyself of, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. You know, we live sometimes or act in our minds, or act in our lives. Sometimes in our lives, we act as if we're going to live forever on this earth. I'm talking about in this physical body. Church, I mean, we, two funerals just this week. We don't know how long of a life God is going to give us. And that's why we need to live for today and not worry about tomorrow. So back to the Philippians, what should we do in this idea of be careful for nothing? And of course he says, be careful, for, be, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the very next verse is powerful. In Philippians 4, verse number 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now think about that, church family. He says that if you've got this, not the peace uh, with God, if you notice, and he says that the peace of God. When you got saved, you got peace with God. But as a Christian, what causes you not to worry is the peace of God. It keeps your hearts, that's your feelings, and your mind, that's what you're thinking. And by the way, isn't that not what worry does? How we feel, what we think. God says it's with, we, we can't comprehend it. it. It's beyond our understanding the kind of peace that God gives somebody. When someone's going through a death in the family, what do we ask? God, would you please give them peace and grace? And Lord, would you show your kindness to them? And they make it through that hard time in their life, not necessarily without tears, but they make it, why? Because the peace of God passeth all understanding. Now, tonight, let's quickly, I don't mean to belabor, I'm going to look at these three things. First of all is right praying. If you are anxious and worried about something, you need to pray the right kind of praying. And here's what the three things he says in verse number six again. He says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, first of all, by prayer, and second of all, in supplication, and third of all, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. When you are bothered and you're having a, time, a rough time in your life and you just don't know what to do, this is the kind of praying that a Christian should be doing. Number one, with prayer. Second of all, with supplication. And third of all, with thanksgiving. Now, each of these have a different definition and they, and they really have a different type of meaning. The word prayer means adoration, means worship. And so, in other words, when you're going through a hard time in your life, you need to think about how good God really is. And I know sometimes it's a struggle, and I know sometimes I, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. And sometimes we get to those places in our life where we're stooped on the inside and, and, and hurt. I want to tell you the best thing you can do is go to prayer. And you know what prayer is? It's adoration and worship of God. Amen. God, you are good. This didn't catch you by surprise. Thank you that you're going to help me through this. Thank you for, for, for getting me to this point. And whatever the situation is, thank you that I can be part of that situation. It's worshiping God. That's how you get through worry. God, you're still great and you're still good. The second part of praying or the right kind of praying when we're going through a rough time or worried in our life is this idea of supplication. The church, I mean, just the word supplicate gives the idea of an earnest begging. And that's really what it means. It means to ask or to beg with earnestness. Now, I want to tell you, nobody can pray more earnestly 
than a person who's going through the rough time. We have our prayer request, and, and we take prayer requests for other people, and we pray for other people. This afternoon, I was on the phone with Brother Savage. Pastor Savage, his grandson is in the hospital right now. They had to life flight him uh, to a hospital, and he's going through seizures right now. And every time the seizure takes place, it's really tense on whether or not he's going to make it through it, their son, or grandson. And he's probably seven or eight, six, seven years old. He didn't look very big from the picture uh, that I have. And, and, and brother, and, and just talking to the grandfather on the phone, and, and of course, you've got the parents who are at the hospital, and they're, they're very concerned. They're, you know, their words are more tense. Their words are more meaningful. I mean, I say, hey, listen, I'm going to pray for Sam. His name's Sammy. I'm going to pray for Sam, and, and, and we're going to ask the Lord to help not to have these seizures, and that God would, but it's not like I'm, Sam's my child or even my grandchild. God, would you please do something here? Would you please come through for them? Lord, if there's something I'm supposed to say, something I'm supposed to do. What, what is that supplicating comes because you're in the problem, and only you can supplicate that in, the, in the form that it needs to happen with earnestness because of what you're going through. Listen, Sometimes we worry about things, problems we go in our life, and we supplicate with people instead of supplicating with God. And there's nothing wrong with sharing our burdens with other people so that other people will pray for us. But can I just tell you, the person that needs to hear your prayer is God. Amen. Third type, or third part of this right praying. First of all, it's prayer, it's adoration of God. Regardless of what the problem is, it's giving God his adoration. Number two, it's this idea of supplication. God, I, I need you to come through for me. And it's that begging. The third one, he said, with thanksgiving. All right, now, you say, how can I be appreciative and show gratitude of what I'm going through because I don't want to go through what I'm going through, all right? All I can tell you is this, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus, concerning you. All right, so we go through a death. I've got to thank God for whatever the reason or purpose is. I have to end that with thanksgiving. God, thank you for letting me have that person in my life for as many years as you let me have them for my life. Yes, my heart's broken. Yes, I miss, I'm going to miss them. But God, thank you for, again for that person. You know, I, all of us have different things. And again, there's no way to make the, the list would be long, too long to, to go through tonight of sickness or offense or financial or, 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 or anticipation or missing an expectation. I mean, it would just go on and on and on of, of, of a person who hurt me or left me or, 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 or all kinds of things that we go through in our life that are constantly up on our mind as soon as we get up in the morning to the end of the day. And I'm just trying to tell you, how do I get through this? Be careful for, what's the word? Be careful for what? You say, Pastor, nothing? Yes, nothing. And how do I, then how am I supposed to do this? Right praying. What's right praying? God, you're still great, you're still good. What's right, what's, right, what's right praying? God, I need you to come through for me. I need your help. What's right praying? God, thank you for this situation. Help me through it. So again, right praying will help us through these worryful times in our life. All right, quickly, next one. Be careful for nothing. It's going to take some right praying to make it through that. All right, let's go ahead and look it up. Verse number eight is the next thing. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, what sort of things are pure? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are of good report? If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, last phrase. Listen, if you're going to make it through a rough time and you're struggling, no matter what the struggle is, the only way you're going to make it is not only through right praying, but it's going to take right thinking. You know, hey, listen, it's really difficult when a person is in the middle of the situation to make right decisions because sometimes your thinking is clouded. Let's be honest with one another, okay? You're the one that's hurting. There's been many a times a person has called me 
And I, to, and I tell them over the phone, I do it all the time, I tell them over the phone, I said, listen, I'm really glad you called me because I want to tell you it'd be really easy for you to make a, the wrong decision here because you're part of the situation. So what does God do? God gives us other people that are not part of the situation or are not related to the situation. And then what happens is God uses counsel in our life. But can I just tell you as a Christian, how do I not be worried about this? It's, it's having right thinking. You know, sometimes our thinking is tainted. And it's so true that so goes our thinking and so goes our action. In other words, what we do is the way we think. What do I think about something? So God says, hey, listen, it's important for us as Christians to make sure finally, brethren, whatsoever thing, the things that I'm going to be thinking about, and he lists, he lists all of these things, okay? And I'm just going to briefly run through them. He says, first of all, he says, think on things whatsoever is true. Now, church family, the word true there just means fact or reality. We live in a society who lives in fiction. They live in fiction. Everything is a storyline that has never, ever happened. And that's why it's important for us not to be worried over things. In other words, okay, let, let's talk about, let me think about what really happened here, not what might happen. It goes back to what we talked about earlier. I'm worried about tomorrow. Tomorrow hasn't happened yet. He says, whatsoever things are true. In other words, if you're going to get through these worryful, worrying, uh, these times of, in your life that, that are bothersome and that cause you to be anxious and bothered and depressed and sometimes discouraged, then you need to have the right kind of praying, but you also need to have the right kind of thinking. Whatsoever things are honest. The word honest means honorable. In other words, the things that we think about, you know, it's like the old adage, what would you feel like if a person put up a screen and the things that came up on the screen, the things that go through your mind, would you be embarrassed about those things? In other words, the things that we think about should be honorable. The word just means holy or right. The word pure means clean. The word lovely means acceptable. Good report means to be well spoken of. The word virtue means excellence. The word praise means commendable. Traditionally, if what you put in is what you... Hey, can I tell you, it's the same thing when we worry. When you're worrying and what you have in is bad, you're going to make a bad decision. That's why it's important for us as Christians to play the right kind of Christian music. It's, it's important for us to listen uh, to good preaching. It's, it's important for us to be able to, to, to listen uh, with good counsel. And it's important for us as Christians not to put bad things in because when you're going through a rough time in your life, you're not thinking right. The best way to get over worry is to pray right, but the best way to get over worry and problem is to think right. Peace always involves the mind. Isaiah 26, 3, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Whose mind is stayed on thee. The, the, why, what is this, why is it so important for me to be in the word of God? Thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. God's word cleanses us from the inside out. Proverbs 4, 23, keep thy heart with all diligence. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Why? Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? It's important that we put the right things in and protect the mind that God's given us. What sort of things are true? What sort of things are honest? What sort of things are lovely? Good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, is it commendable? The things that I think about, the right things is going to produce a right attitude. Wrong things will produce a wrong attitude. So not only right praying and right thinking, look what he says next in verse number nine. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, what's the next word? Do. And if you do that, and the God of what? Shall be with you. Hey, you want to make it through a rough time? You need God, right? You want the God of peace to be with you? Then do. 
Now, Church of May, it's not only right praying, it's not only right thinking, it's right living. Hey, listen, if you're going to make it through a hard time of pressure and discouragement and problems in your life, you've got to make sure that you're living right. The devil's going to tell you, stay home, stay away from everybody. Don't go to church. Don't, don't go soul winning. Don't do anything. But if you're going through a discouraging time, Paul said the things that you received of me, the things that you learned of me, do those things. Isn't it, how many times have you heard this? Whenever you're going through a hard time, go do something for somebody else that'll get your mind off of your own problem. What's the idea? Right living. Doing something is, will help you to not be anxious, as he says in verse number six, be careful for nothing. How do I be careful for nothing? Stay active. Stay active for the Lord. Do what the Lord wants you to do. Charles Spurgeon in the uh, late 1800s, but Charles Spurgeon was that prince of preachers. Uh, he was a Baptist preacher. But what most people don't know about Charles Spurgeon was is that he went through bouts of depression. The reason he went through bouts of depression is because he had poor health and he had gout and several, some other physical limitations. And what would happen is he would get very, very discouraged. Now think about this. In fact, it's very interesting. I was reading about Spurgeon one time. Spurgeon would leave his pulpit for five to six months. He finally came to his church and said, hey, listen, I, I don't know what to tell you. Now he would come back after five or six months and he would be refreshed. And I, I know he was, he was kind of a different situation, but because of his physical problems, he got very discouraged and depressed, and he would just leave. His church told him, we'd rather have you for six months than to have somebody else for 12. <laughs> so they kept him. Amen. So Charles Spurgeon went through these things, and it's interesting what he said. Charles Spurgeon, he, he preached often about the idea of being depressed and what to get through it, because obviously he was dealing with it in his own heart and mind. But Spurgeon, Spurgeon said this, that's kind of interesting. He said, anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but only empties today of its strength. Spurgeon said, cares are numerous, and therefore let your prayers be as numerous. Turn everything that is a care into a prayer. Amen. Scripturally, that's exactly what we're supposed to do as Christians, right? Praying. If I'm having a rough time in my life, I need to pray right, I need to think right, but I also need to do right. In other words, stay active for the Lord. I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just carrying this burden. I know you don't like this, but the best thing you can do when you're carrying a burden is to let somebody else help you carry it. And the only way you're going to let somebody else help you carry it is to be active. In other words, be here. Go soul winning. Do something for somebody else. You, you hear about somebody else that's sick, figure out a way that you can take something to them. You know what that'll do? It'll help you with your anxiety. You say, Pastor, it's not going to take away the problem. I'm, I would agree with you 100%. It might not take away the problem, but it's going to help this. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your heart and your minds, how? Through Christ Jesus. Amen. What keeps me going is that protection of my heart and mind, my heart being my feelings, my mind being my thought pattern. The only way for me to make it and have that peace that I cannot explain that's from the Lord is to make sure I pray right, to make sure I think right, and make sure that I do right. If I do these things, then guess what? I can even carry that burden and keep going. As he said in the book of Matthew, take my yoke upon you. As he said in Psalm 55, 22, casting your burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Never. You know, across our auditorium, even tonight that's here, and of course many that can't be here, are people that who have gone through things that I just... I, I, it's amazing that they still are living the Christian life. You know, there's been all kinds of things that have happened to people, and things are even going on today. I just, 
in, in our, I just wonder, I think, man, alive, God, would you please protect them and help them not to give up, not to quit? But can I just tell you what Apostle Paul said? Paul says, you need to, you need to pray right. You need to make sure you're thinking right. You make sure you're doing right. And you know what? You can do it. Not you. The peace of God that passes understanding through Christ Jesus. It's Christ that helps you through it. Amen. Now, I know the kids in our, our service tonight, all Scripture is in for inspiration of God. It's profitable. The Word of God is profitable for every person in here. But I want to tell you something. When you get past that age of older teenager into that college years and then finally into adulthood and you start to have a family and you're trying to keep up with the job and you're trying to make sure the rent's being paid and all the other things that go on with life as far as health and sickness and I want to just tell you something you're going to have problems but can I tell you be careful for nothing how do you do that you get the peace of God how do you get the peace of God it's right praying it's right thinking and it's right living if you do those things you can do it and it's not it's that problem's still going to be there but you know what you've got God to help you with it don't give up don't quit would you by ahead and close your eyes tonight? May we take these thoughts to the Lord tonight.